Dodgers started a game but didn't finish it, and now they got to play two today. We'll talk about that. The big news that came out late in the night on Wednesday was Shohei Otani has a tear in his UCL. What does it mean for him? What does it mean for the Dodgers specifically? We'll get into that. And then Mookie Betts and Kike Hernandez were on a podcast, and uh, Kike brought up a lot of funny stories. So we'll talk about some of that. That's what's on tap, so let's get Locked on Dodgers. You are Locked on Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Yo, 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 Dodger fans. Welcome to Lockdown Dodgers. We are part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. Lockdown, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bunches. Download the Bunches app today. And when you do, our friends at Bunches have featured the Lockdown MLB Bunch and the Discover tab. You can also click the link in the description slash show notes to join the Lockdown MLB Bunch community today. This is the daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue. You can find Locked on Dodgers wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube simply by searching us by name. And if you want to become an everydayer, which is the exclusive club of people that listen to this show every single day or close to it, you can make your life easier by subscribing and getting notified every time our episodes are up, which are usually by the morning, every weekday morning for you. If this is your first time listening watching, I'm Vince Amperio, joined by co-host, my co-host, Jeff Snyder. And we're both lifelong Dodger fans. We've covered the team. We've watched the team since we were born, essentially. Uh, we watch a lot of Dodger baseball. We talk about a lot of Dodger baseball. We tweet a lot about Dodger baseball. And we're pretty much fully ingrained in the world of Dodger baseball. So we're here to bring you what we think is an informed and knowledgeable take on the Dodgers. And uh, we're here to do that today. As much as we can, because the Dodgers did not play, so there's not a lot to talk about in the game. Clayton Kershaw, the, the game was suspended after two innings because of rain. Clayton Kershaw had thrown those two innings, and the Dodgers had a big two-run double by Kike. They had to put him ahead. Um, but yeah, other than that, Jeff, uh, we didn't get to see much else. Yeah, it was a bummer. Clayton Kershaw uh, got done dirty by this rain delay we'll talk more about that in the second segment but uh yeah after two days off this weekend um sunday and monday then one game and now another day off i'm uh it feels like the all-star break all over again and i don't like it yeah not great Uh, at least we get two almost full games tomorrow to uh enjoy so we'll take that for now right before we were about to record late on wednesday night news came from anaheim one, Mike Trout went back on the injured list after being off the injured list for a total of two days. So not ideal there. But the biggest story, Shohei Otani, it was announced that he has a tear in his UCL, that he will begin a second opinion to see if he needs surgery. If you were a listener of the show, you know how I feel about that and you know probably where this is going to end up going. Uh, he will not pitch the rest of this season. I would imagine that means he's going to keep hitting the rest of the season unless he does need surgery and he just wants to get it over with because uh, what's the point? The Angels are out of it. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, there's it's so intriguing. Obviously, it's terrible news for Otani, terrible news for baseball fans, terrible news for fans of teams that were hoping to sign Shohei Otani this winter, although it's also really, really intriguing. Like, what's this going to do to his free agency? Because obviously, he's still a great hitter. 
I mean, just what he's doing this year, he's batting 305 with 44 home runs. Uh, I mean, he is legitimately one of the best hitters in the American League this year, likely going to win the MVP award uh, running away just based on his offense and the fact that he pitches, even if he, you know, even if he it wasn't a great pitcher, you know, doing what he does offensively and pitching at all. But, you know, when people talked about $500 million, $600 million, $60 million a year, those kind of numbers, that was based on Shohei Otani being an elite hitter and an elite pitcher. And now if you're signing for 10 years, you don't worry a ton about the fact that he won't pitch for the first year of that. But you do start worrying about the fact that this will be his second Tommy John surgery. Where I, I think it's fair to say, Vince, on this episode of this podcast, you and I are both just going to assume the end result is going to be Tommy John surgery. It, last time, Shohei tore his UCL and got a second opinion. He ended up having Tommy John surgery. It's going to happen again. So for the rest of this episode, we're just going to talk as if he's for sure having Tommy John surgery. So that'll be his second one. No, there's no guarantees that he comes back. It's hard to see a team committing that huge an amount to him this offseason, which means does he, you know, the Angels will surely still make him the qualifying offer. Does he think about taking the $19 million? Probably not. But does he think about taking a one-year deal with somebody? You know, does he take a one-year deal to and hit free agency again next year uh, when, when he is healed up and ready to pitch again? Although, you know, if he misses all of next year on the mound, really, I don't know that his situation would be that much different a year from now. He might have to do a two-year deal, but then he's getting older. And and so, you know, so many things are going to go into it. It seems like he's probably still going to sign an eight-year deal with somebody, but just with for more like, you know, 35 or 40 million a year, a more reasonable one-way player kind of amount. Yeah, I mean, it, it sucks for him uh, and, and for baseball, like you said, and for... For yeah, he's definitely not going to take the qualifying. Like, there's no way you come back to Anaheim. Like, he just looked even. I mean, his arm either must have been hurting, or even when he hit the home run in yesterday's game, like he just didn't look like he just rounded the base. He just had a look on his face, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I'm playing this 90 degree weather in Anaheim right now, and it, it literally, you know, doesn't really matter anymore. But I could see, you know, this is the thing. Like, we don't know, Tony. Like, there's a the. The one thing I just thought about right now is just like, do we even know that Otani wanted a long-term deal? Like, the, like what if he like he got with the Angels, knowing who's going to be there at least you know five six years, however long it's been, and he I'm sure maybe doesn't regret it, but there's got to be some regret in his thinking about it. And unless you're going to a team like the Dodgers, who have had sustained success for a decade now of being in the playoffs. You know, does he does he commit to any other team knowing that, hey, you know what? This team might be good now, might not be good later. This team might put a lot of resources into getting me, not put a lot of resources into the rest of the team, you know, potentially. So I could see him doing like a three, four year deal if he wanted to work his way back to pitching, see if he can pitch. You know, and at the very least, let's just say you do sign whatever it is, three, four years or eight years, whatever it is, and he's not a starting pitcher again. And let's just say the salary is not 50 mil a year, maybe like 40 mil a year. He could still be a closer. Like he could still close games out. For, we saw him close out the game for Japan. We know he can do it. Um, and that's still a valuable role. That's enough, you know, 
top end closers get 18 to 20 mil right now who knows what they'll get in the future so like you know there's still ways to go about it but yeah it's we already didn't know what was gonna happen now we even know even less yeah and uh you know the the i guess the argument against a three or four year deal is he's 29 years old right now and so you know he's kind of at the kind of the oldest you can be and still command a a really lucrative contract, you know, if he has, I feel like he doesn't care about the money from contract wise that, and I'm sure he cares about it less than guys with less, with less endorsement potential, but you know, there's still, and the endorsements will, uh, not only come, but they'll dry up when he's no longer playing. And so if he puts himself in a situation, imagine if he, you know, hits free agency again at 33 and, hasn't returned as a pitcher, you know, or whatever. And, and, you know, it could signing an eight or 10 year deal right now guarantees him that he's on a major league roster for the next eight or 10 years, which is probably the most important thing for his, for his endorsements. And so maybe the years are more important to him than the money or even the winning, obviously the winning would be nice, but uh, it might just be, let's, I can get my endorsements as long as I'm on a major league team. I, I do think he's got to be tired of losing and I'm sure he'd love to play in October and see what that's like. And uh, yeah, I mean, if Yankees and Mets were going to be the competitors, uh, I don't think either of them has really uh, made the case to him this year. Hey, you want to play in October? Come to New York. Yeah. I mean, if you look at just based on that, like it's Dodgers and Braves, the Braves probably wouldn't spend big money. They don't believe on in him. paying players. Yeah. So, you know, it it might clear a path. For, and and the other thing too, like, you know, even on the one year deal part, is as a team, like, yeah, you you sign him on a one year deal as a pitcher, but I mean as a hitter. Or a two year, you know, to whatever one year within cent, you know, whatever it is. But like if you see the recovery that he has. And then you know he's like, oh, he's gonna pitch again. And then now you don't have him. It's kind of like, oh man, we should have probably said yeah, that yeah, yeah. You start to say a word incentives. I, I have a probably a minute and a half point to make about that. Should we take a break before I make that point? Yeah, we can. Uh, we can talk about. We can talk about something. We're gonna talk about more Otani, and then talk about the Dodgers and what happened in their game and why they probably could have played more innings. So that's what's on tap. So make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. Today's episode is brought to you by Bunches. Go to the Apple Store and download the Bunches app now and see what we're talking about. Bunches is a social community where you can talk about sports with fans in real time. And it's basically a group chat for sports fans. And with Elon's Twitter, uh, you know, maybe affecting DMs and group messages can get messy and all that kind of stuff. Bunches is here for you to help out and to help you talk about the Dodgers or whatever other team, you know, talk about Otani right now. So go to the app store or the, whatever the Google, I think Google store. Yeah. That, that thing. And uh, go download bunches right now. Check it out. And right now locked on MLB has its own group chat on the discover tab. All you got to do is go there, connect, chat about your favorite team, chat about baseball, chat about whatever, keep up with the latest MLB news. Uh, you know, talk to other people that listen to locked on MLB uh, around the league and see, you know, what other hosts you might want to check out from other teams. So go download bunches right now, download the bunches app today. And when you do remember our friends at bunches have featured the locked on MLB bunch in the discover tab. You can also click the link in the description and show notes to join the locked on MLB bunch community today. 
I want to thank you for making Lockdown Dodgers your first listen of the day. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. And since you'll probably be at work during the games today, you can listen to them on SiriusXM or the SXM app. You can listen to the home broadcast for any Dodger game. All you got to do is get SiriusXM or the SXM app and search Dodgers. All right, Jeff, you uh, wanted to talk incentives uh, in regards to Otani, so take it away. Yeah, I wonder if if whoever signs him would structure a deal where, okay, you get $30 bucks a year or whatever the number is that he's worth as a hitter with incentives based on games pitched where a million dollars per start or, you know, or uh, 400,000 per relief appearance or, you know, some, some sort of uh, maybe not 400,000, but you know, uh, some number there, if there will be. So basically any money he makes pitching would be solely based on incentives. So you're signing him as a hitter with incentives for pitching. And that way, if he does come back and pitch, yeah, you you have cost certainty the first year because you know, okay, he's not going to pitch any in 2024. Uh, and then beyond that, it's like, okay, well, if he can make 30 starts a year, then he's worth the 30 million bucks that we're paying him to do that. Uh, I, I wonder if that might be the way to go to really give him a chance to come back and make the money. He, I, he might be more comfortable with that long-term deal, knowing that he still has potential to, get paid as a pitcher uh, and a team might be more comfortable knowing we're not paying for him as a pitcher unless he is a pitcher. Innings can be an incentive, right? I believe so. Um, I feel like if I was a team, I'd rather go innings and starts just because like he's made what four or five starts that have gone like less than five innings recently because of he him coming out of the game because of arm fatigue and stuff. So. Yeah. So yeah, you do a million dollars for every six innings pitched or whatever. So if he pitches 180 innings, he gets a 30 million bucks, something like that. And then, yeah, maybe that, you know, cause if he pitches 70, 70 innings in relief, that's 7 million bucks. That might not be enough value yeah. there, but yeah, you know, something like that, they could, that could be something that we see uh, either way. This is already going to be the most fascinating free agency we've seen in a long time. I think it just got more fascinating potentially. The good part on the Dodgers end is that we have probably the smartest, you know, that's probably, I'm going to say probably the smartest front office. So anything and anything that we're thinking about right now, they're probably thinking about 10 times more stuff uh, in terms of how to structure this deal. So that'll be good. Yep. Okay. Like we said, Dodgers played a couple innings and then the Guardians uh grounds crew put the tarp on and then it didn't rain for a while and then it did start raining and then the dodger game ended up being suspended dave roberts took issue with that said they could have got at least a few more innings maybe even got through the five innings to make it an official game obviously dave roberts is upset because one the Dodgers were winning two he lost kershaw now and for no reason well not for no reason but you know for a reason that maybe could have been prevented and now he has to cover seven innings plus the nine innings of the second game without Clayton Kershaw and no benefit of a 27th man, right? Or do they, they do. do to get it? Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a doubleheader. So, yeah, Ryan Pepio will be the 27th man again, which is kind of funny. Uh, Eric Steven made a note that I, I had meant to look it up because I knew this has been Pepio's role a few times. And uh, this will be his 11th career game and the fourth one that came as – the extra man for a doubleheader for as few doubleheaders as they play these days. Uh, he sure has been that guy a lot, but yeah, you know, uh, I, I saw some misunderstandings on, on 
the artist formerly known as Twitter, uh, about the, the tarp and everything. And so I just want to clear up some of that. Uh, before the game starts, it's up to the home team's grounds crew uh, when they start. But once the game starts, it's up to the umpires. And and uh, so this was not a decision that Cleveland made or that the grounds crew made. It was a decision that the the crew chief made in conjunction with talking to the grounds crew, looking at the weather and everything. And uh, for me, what it boils down to is you'll see all the time a, a game will be the start will be delayed even when it's not raining if they're expecting a lot of rain to, to come through because they don't want to put teams into a situation like we have here where their starter goes two innings and then they're done and the team has to scramble for the last seven innings. Once the game has started, the calculus reverses. And so they should have played this game up until they couldn't because it's already started. The starters are out here and it's not raining yet. You should be playing. If there's not lightning and it's not raining too hard to play, you should be playing. They should have played up until the minute they couldn't. And like Dave Roberts said, like, weather forecasts are are pretty decent these days but they're not perfect and you know when you stop a game when it's not raining yet yeah keep playing and and you know worst case scenario you stop it three minutes later because it does start pouring rain but at least then you stopped it for a reason but in this case what actually happened was there was plenty of time to get a couple more innings in you know a guy like Clayton Kershaw who you know he's still in the running for the Cy Young Award or at least to to place in the you know a win on his record, five more innings and a win would have looked pretty good. You know, win and wins and losses for starters aren't all they used to be in the side of young voting, but, you know, going two innings uh, and getting no decision definitely hurts his chances and, uh, and things like that. And in, in addition to now the Dodgers and the, and the guardians have to cover 16 innings of pitchers. Uh, it was, seems like kind of a ridiculous decision to stop the game when they did, uh, Unless there was lightning that I didn't see, but I haven't seen anybody saying that it was because of lightning. It was just, oh, there's a storm coming. Let's put the tarp on now. And uh, that seems like a bonehead move. Yeah. So, like you mentioned, Ram Pepe will be the 27th man. He's expected to pitch the night game. The Dodgers are expected to use the bullpen to cover the seven innings in the earlier game. Um, and then they, he said Pep. They ever said Pepio with possibly an opener. So we'll see what happens. I would imagine Ryan Yarbrough seems like a guy that has a rubber arm because he doesn't throw hard. Uh, so I would imagine he'd be available for a few innings. I don't remember seeing his name, but I might have missed it. Yeah, I haven't seen anything specific, but I would be shocked if Yarbrough does take down five of those 16 innings. Um, you know, this bullpen game in the first game that they're talking about, I assume that bullpen game starts with Ryan Yarbrough as far as he can go. Because uh, it's been, he didn't, he hasn't pitched since Saturday. So he's on regular starters rest now today. And so, you know, the, what he's built up for, he he could easily go, assuming he's effective, pitch count wise, I don't see any reason why he couldn't go 80 pitches if, if that's what they need from him. Well, when the Dodgers traded for him and everyone was complaining that he was an AL Central merchant, so he should be able to shut down the Guardians because they're in the AL Central. Yep. Yeah, hey, it's it's his comfort zone. Yeah, there you go. All right, uh, we're going to finish up talking uh, some Wookie Bets podcasts. He had Kike Hernandez on, and as you can imagine, there was a, a lot that happened in that episode. We'll, we'll talk about some of it that relates specifically to the Dodgers, so that's what's on tap, so make sure to keep it locked on, Dodgers.
Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Do you want the chance to win more money with less picks? Well, head to Sleeper, the number one sports app where you can win up to 100 times your money on just two or more fantasy baseball picks. How does it work? Well, if you think that a player can hit a home run tonight against a certain pitcher or team, then you can bet, uh, you can pick that on Sleeper. You can swing for the fences with up to eight picks to get up to that 100 time payout. You do have to pick at least two or more players that you like in different stat categories. I've mentioned Mookie Betts a lot when we talk about Sleeper, but that's because he's been on fire since we started having uh, Sleeper ads running. And if you think he's going to get more than one hit, if you think he's going to have two hits, you can go over 1.5 hits. And if you think uh, Kike Hernandez is going to have at least one hit, you can go over 0.5 hits. The more you like, the more you select. Uh, and obviously the more you select, the more you can have a chance to win big. So go check out the sleeper app right now, make your picks. It doesn't have to be just Dodgers, but obviously if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are more, uh, know more about the Dodgers and who has a better chance of succeeding that day. So go check it out. And right now they have dynamic payouts, a dynamic payout. Uh, every projection has a multiplier, a multiplier attached to it. Uh, that are usually preset, but right now with dynamic payouts, they are moving around based on the number of legs in a contest. So go check that out. Get higher payouts with less picks. And remember, Sleeper app, use the promo code Locked On right now, and you can get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms are used for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. We are back. Thank you for making Lockdown Dodgers your first listen of the day. Make sure to check us out wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Make sure to listen every day to become a part of the everydayers. And make sure to subscribe to help yourself become a part of those everydayers. And if you cannot watch the game but you still want to listen, SiriusXM or the SXM app can help you out. Just go there, search Dodgers, and you can get the home broadcast for any game. Dodgers do have two games that are during normal work hours today. So uh, go ahead and check that out if you want to stay informed on what's going on in the game. All right, Jeff, uh, like I mentioned, so Mookie Betts has a podcast called On Base with Mookie Betts, which is through Bleacher Report. Um, No plug here, but that's literally where it's it's from. But uh, he had Kiki Hernandez. He had Tristan McKenzie on yesterday, if you want to check that out. We had Kiki Hernandez on on Wednesday morning and you know Kike is a character Kike has stories uh he so we talked about this briefly on the podcast uh that Kike Hernandez before the season when he did something with the Red Sox social team uh in regards to his most embarrassing moment with Justin Turner and he mentioned how he had uh, had an accident during the NLDS against the Padres he expanded on that so you know, the story that we knew was that he celebrated after Dustin May strikeout and he was uh, a little bit sick after some antibiotics that he took for a, a molar that was infected. So he said, you know, a little something more came out uh, when he let out the roar after the strikeout. He was due up first that inning and he said there was a little more, I forget the wording, but basically there's he's like, it was a little more uh, movement in the back than normal. He went to the plate, struck out on three pitches, came back to the dugout, told Dave Roberts, hey, I pooped myself, and then went to go back to the lo- or clubhouse to uh, you know, check himself out. He 
this is a graphic or detail. He said it was the same color as the Padre jerseys, uh, and then that it went through his sliding shorts. So he had to get new sliding shorts, new pants, and got back out there and was ready to go. So uh, that that sounds about right for Kike, especially being so open about talking about it. Yeah, if I remember right, he was DHing that game, and so yeah, uh, he didn't have to play didn't defense. Have to worry about, yeah. So he he had a little time to to do laundry or whatever. Uh, good old Kike. <laughs> yeah, <That's>, uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah. But the, they did talk about uh, some Dodger stuff specifically. So they talked about him coming back to LA, and you know he's talked about obviously a lot. The one thing that he did mention was that you know in Boston and Mookie, you know, added on top of it, it wasn't just like Kike I was struggling and you know blame Boston, but you know Mookie was like, yeah, Boston's tough to play in, you know, blah blah blah. That when Kike came back and he said he's like, I didn't know I needed this. It wasn't. He said it wasn't specifically Los Angeles. It was more so the fresh start to the season. He said he tried to make it a fresh start every single day in Boston, like treat it that way. But it's just hard when, you know, the first sign, you know, you get out, you ground out or whatever in your first at bat and they're on you already. So he said he did need this fresh start. And, you know, he's obviously shown that it I mean, I'm sure Los Angeles plays a part in it. Uh, what One thing they didn't talk about, which I wish we could have gotten in there. Uh, was if the Dodgers did change anything with this swing or if it's just like a matter of how like him being more comfortable and him just being rejuvenated. But yeah, I mean, good to hear that he was able to get that here with the Dodgers. Yeah. It's amazing what confidence and happiness can do for a baseball player, you know, going up there in a good mood instead of a bad mood, you're more likely to stay locked in on, on what you're doing going in. And I mean, they mentioned on the broadcast you know, almost every game now, how, Dodger fans still, because when you think about it, every time Kike comes up, there's people in the crowd who it's their first time seeing him back with the Dodgers, you know, and it's been a, a long homecoming. Everybody loves Kike and, and it's been great. And, you know, I, I feel bad. Like I, people used to say like, they feel bad for Red Sox fans that the ownership didn't care enough to keep Mookie Betts around and all the players say the right thing. But I wonder like, Maybe we should feel bad for Red Sox ownership that that Red Sox fans aren't the kind of fans that people want to stick around for. Like, you know, like and it's I'm sure some personalities thrive in that in that kind of atmosphere, but if you're a laid back happy dude, why would you want to play in an atmosphere where if you go 0 for 4 you're getting booed by the end of the game? Like, you know, it yeah, I just I I wonder even though Mookie has said he would have loved to finish a career the Red Sox that the Red Sox have offered him the same deal that the Dodgers did. He would have taken it, blah, 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 blah. I don't really believe that. I think Mookie was less happy in Boston than he is in LA because Dodger fans are funner to play in front of. Yeah. Mookie did mention uh, toward the end of the episode. And I, this is the first I've really heard that, you know, he thanked Kike for, tw- you know, 2020 for welcoming him, him. He said he, Mookie used the word standoffish. He, Kind of like that wasn't the right word, but that, you know, Mookie wasn't fully comfortable when he first got there. He might have kept to himself a little bit more. Um, and then the Dodgers, you know, generally embraced him. And they kind of gave him the space to come in when he saw fit or come in and when he felt comfortable. And, he, you know, he thanked Kike for that. And, you know, thanks Kike for now for, you know, still being that fun guy. So, you know, we, we knew Mookie came in and gave that speech right away and like established himself, but you know, we haven't really heard that he maybe wasn't fully ingrained yet. Um, especially with that, like that was a tough group to come into that year because 
a lot of those guys have been together five, six years. A lot of, you know, since the minor leagues, even. Yeah. A lot of heartbreak, a lot of stuff. Um, and to come into that, you know, maybe he, I'm sure Mookie felt like a little bit of a hired gun, like in that sense. So that, that was cool to see. And then, real quick, the last couple things superlatives. Uh, they called JD Martinez and Chris Taylor the cheapest on the team, the most likely to have a burner account, Austin Barnes. And David Prowl says the team DJ, but he's not good at it. Huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess none of that really surprises me. Um, I don't know enough about Barnes to know if he would have a burner account, but uh, yeah, that uh, I, I could see that and just kind of make it a list like I'm Billy Madison, the people to kill list. I can see Barnes. <laughs> yeah, they said a- that Barnes would have a burner because he likes to stir the pot. So maybe he's searching different things and saying like, oh, they're saying this about you or they're saying this about you. I would imagine maybe that's what they meant. Um, huh. yeah, interesting. Yeah, that, that is interesting. Yeah, that, that's a fun podcast. It's it's fun that Mookie's getting out there uh, and, and doing that. You know, uh, I'll, I'll plug it for you. you know, that's that's your day job. And uh, you guys are doing a good job with that. And, uh, it, it, you know, obviously it's hard to go wrong with one of the best and most uh, most likable players in baseball doing a podcast and so yeah we'll take it yeah he's doing one in boston i can't say who but uh if you think boston and you think you know it, it's someone that's relevant to boston not on the current team so hope it's ted williams frozen head <laughs> hey that would be uh i don't know if we have that in the budget but <laughs> that's gonna do it for today's episode thank you all for listening thank you for making lockdown dodgers your first listen of the day make sure to subscribe wherever you get podcasts and on youtube make sure to listen every day to become a part of the everydayers and if you're already an everydayer, make sure to recruit some other everydayers. You know, make sure to tell your friends, family. We're getting down to the nitty gritty of the season, uh, and you know the Dodgers are comfortably in a playoff spot right now. But there's still a lot to talk about, obviously, and a lot to get to before the end of the season. So you know, tell your friends and family about us. You can find us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Dodgers. Jeff is on Twitter at Snydog. I'm at Vince since '91. You can DM either one of us if you have a question, comment, or concern. You can also send those via email, lockedondodgers at gmail.com, or via voicemail text at 323-863-LOCK. We're here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be here with us. When you get in your car, if you're at home, tell your smart advice by podcast, Locked on Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Have a good one. We'll talk to you tomorrow.